Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I prove people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. If I can ever just get this up here, like I'm trying to push the buttons. I suck at it. Uh, but Zach Jaworski State Farm is our proud sponsor. Uh, just go check those out. We'll have a blurb here in a little bit midway through the show. Uh, but today we're going to cover a lot of things Grizzlies, but we're also going to tell you a little bit about the ESPN's top 100 players. We'll share with you where the Grizzlies all are. A uh, little spoiler alert, we have not seen Ja Morant, so that means he's in the top 10, baby. Um, and he's he shouldn't be 10th, so let's just keep <clears> on. <throat> um, and then we're going to hit on uh, maybe the NBA trade rumors, what we have. Uh, we're going to hit on Jay Crowder and that. And then we'll end with Nate's Neat Nuggets for that. Let's go ahead and bring in our guy, Nathan Claus. What's up, man? Dude, I feel like I've made the big time. Got intro music. I thought I was just going to be for Nate's Neat Nuggets, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it, man. You know what? Why not? We'll have it for Nate Neat's Nuggets, too. We'll uh, we'll kind of have some fun throughout the, the show. And then we're going to keep bringing new things, right? Why not? Every time I see something... I'm like, hey, there's another button. Let me see what it does. And so uh, I found music, uh, and it's all preloaded. So I don't even know if I can change it, add to it, take away. I don't know. But here, here we are. Uh, but thank you for joining us on our live stream. Uh, we're the Grizz 901 uh, crew. Uh, we're part of Grizz Lead, which is a part of the Lead Sports Media. Uh, and so Nathan and I do the afternoon midweek show. And so we did not have a show on Monday. We just didn't have the content. And honestly, I was enjoying football so much. Uh, I was winning money. Don't, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I lost so much money the previous Sunday. This Sunday, I was actually able to win some money. Uh, so it was nice. But uh, we're here. We're back. This is going to be a 45-minute show. So I don't want to take too much time. I have a busy day. I have to get back going uh, throughout my day. So let's go ahead and get into the Grizzlies and the ESPN's top 100 players. Nathan, we've released now 11 through 100. First of all, are there any crazy surprises for you so far? Uh, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I, I was pretty surprised that Matisse Thiebel is not going to make the list. I mean, he's... Technically, we have one through 10 left, but he's not going to be a top 10 player. So that was really surprising to me. I thought he would be somewhere on that list. And um, unless I just scroll past him in the 50 times I've been going through looking at it, 
he's not on it. So that was pretty surprising to me. But other than that, not a ton other than what we will get into later on. We're going to be talking about some of the things we think are too low or too high. But that was really the only one that super stood out to me is he didn't make the list at all, which I thought was okay. kind of crazy. Um, I have one for you before we get into the Grizzlies players. Um, Bojangles, you know, that's how we reference him with the Jazz. <laughs> the Jazz have two people, two players, that's Clarkson and Conley. Bojangles mm-hmm. was left out of the top 100. Is that a snub? Yes, but it's an unsurprising snub. Okay. He's a guy that moves. He's a guy that moves the needle, but not in our hearts and our souls. And NBA is a big <laughs> culture sport, so it kind of makes sense. One that I actually didn't think about till just now: Tyus isn't in the top 100. Oh, Tyus didn't make the top 100. I didn't think about that till just now. Yeah, that's a snub. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I do believe Tyus should be in the top 100. That's a good one. Um, I had a couple others before we uh, before we get into the Grizzlies. Uh, Norm Powell was snubbed. I, I don't think. Norm Powell is awesome, but I think he's a very good player. I think he should – I think he could easily be in the top 100. Uh, Herb Jones, which I love. I think he's coming on. I think Herb Jones could ha- have a shot to be there. Uh, Jabari Smith, he was obviously drafted this year, one of the top drafts, and potentially all the way up until an hour before the draft, he was the number one overall guy. He was the guy that was going number one, and he's left off this list as well as Chet. Chet probably because of injury, yeah. But I would imagine you leave Chet off too, because the only person on here is Paolo from uh, the draft classes. I'm sorry, Keegan Murray was uh, number one hundred, so he was on there. So uh, those are a few that kind of I guess stuck out to me that were left off. So um, any other ones before we hit the Grizzlies? Nah, I'll say before we get into it, I'm not too big on worrying about the rookies and where they're at it's the rookies i'll have one thing to say about it but if scotty barnes can be 39th herb jones should be somewhere in there that's i'll leave that there but we'll get into all that here now all right so the grizzlies uh you can see in the bottom of the screen we have it scrolling clark is 94 dylan brooks 77 bain 68 jaron jackson jr is 53 what do you see what's crazy what's uh what's justified uh, because I think you can go so many different directions with our our crew, our four <clears> of <throat> our five, that will be in the top 100. Well, I was really happy to see BC make the top 100. You know, again, I think Tyus not making it in there is a big snub. We also were talking about this in the group text that McMahon, Pelton, and uh, Bond Simps probably just got half-baked at McMahon's place and then started throwing names on a board. So that's all for hashtag content. But um, there's a reason those guys get paid the big bucks and we're out here doing it for kicks and giggles. That being said, <laughs> DB, 77th, I'm happy with that. Um, I think both him and BC have a play a chance to outplay where they're at on that board, but yeah. um, can't really argue with where they've been put on there. The ones that I know everybody in Grizz Nation and Grizz Twitter is going to be upset about are Bain and Jaron, which yeah. Bain, it's interesting because he was able to do this on such a big stage in the playoffs and show – how much of an impact player he is. He's not just the guy who stands in the corner and knocks down threes like he was his rookie year, but I think that stigma is still on him a little bit because that's the only reason you have him behind. And this is who they have right ahead of him. Jalen Brunson, Miles Turner, Russell Westbrook, Jeremy Grant, RJ Barrett, Jalen Green, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, who, mm, yeah, I mean, all, all time a great player, but falling off last year. Tyrese Halliburton, he's 13 spots behind Jordan Poole. 
Yeah, I don't think so. There aren't 67 players in the NBA better than Desmond Bain, but he's going to show us all that this year. And then Trip, 53rd. Yeah. He's the only one on the first team, all defense, that didn't make the top 50. The only one. It's insane. That's nuts. I mean, you have Bridges is the closest one at 49th. Draymond at 43rd, which I actually think is low. Smart, Marcus Smart, 34th. Gobert and Giannis are both going to be top 25. Was Gobert in that last list? 11 through 20? Uh, yes. Yeah, Gobert was 18. 18th. So Giannis will be top 10. Adebayo, who is second team all defense, is 23rd. You tell me, Bam Adebayo is 30 spots better than Jaron Jackson? Really? Yeah. Right. Come on, man. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get that. But in the end of the day, this is just a list from uh, people um, that have come together to put some uh, some ideas together. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you have any comments, we'll go ahead and try to put them on the screen. You know what? Maybe we won't. I don't like that, actually. Uh, I thought we would. I thought we'd show the old <laughs> Be ones, careful. but it doesn't. <laughs> it only shows the, the new comments. So I apologize about that. I was hoping to bring up some of the old comments that we had already, but uh, but yeah, shout out to the people who are chatting with us over on YouTube. Uh, join us, hang out. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, this is uh, this is the center that we're talking about. And this is from Chris, our guy. Uh, people don't watch the Grizzlies. That's all. And that is true. Uh, so, and I'm not uh, mad. That's pl- yeah. And you know I'm what? Honestly, uh, and I, shoulder, this baby. is probably this is probably a hot take. I, I I know the the disrespect for the Grizzlies has been there in the past years. Um, I believe that it's still there a little bit, especially now that Ja was the beloved one. And now he's tweeting more, talking more. He's better and he's beating other people's favorite teams and favorite players. And so people are now saying, you know, you know, he's overrated, all this other kind of fun stuff, which is um, it's kind of laughable, honestly. Um, But I kind of enjoy our Bally's crew. (laughs) And so it sucks because I have to listen to these other announcers that I really don't love on TNT <laughs> and ESPN and ABC. And so uh, I hate that because uh, Pete and Brevin are uh, magical and I, I don't know if you can uh, be better than those guys. And so it's, it's, it's funny, but um, what I will say is I was shocked to see Brandon Clark on the list. I being top hundred, I think that was because of his playoff uh, little mm-hmm. spot there against Minnesota big stage. I think people are paying attention to, um, you in the playoffs. And so I think that's important. Uh, but uh, Bane being 68 is very laughable. Like he should be much higher than that. He will be easily top 50 after this upcoming season. He's too good of a shooter to not be right. So I think that he's a guy that will easily be in the, in the top 50. I think Jaron, if it wasn't for injury, I think he's there as well. I think he's in the top 50 because he got injured again. They're probably going to make the excuse that the injury was the issue, and that's what kept me out of the top 50. But but I, I agree. Um, there's no way that you keep either one of them out of the top 50 next year. No way. I don't I don't care what you say. There's zero chance you keep them out of the top 50. Well, you have the injury stuff, and I understand the injury concerns with Jaron, but outside of health, you wouldn't want maybe two of those guys over him um, for as far as the all-team, the all-defensive teams go. And guess what? He played 70, was it two games or 78 games last year? So, like, the health thing doesn't even matter at this point. And also, 
the one we got somebody in the chat that said this, but Evan Mobley is at 36 on the list. 36. Who was also hurt last year, right? Yeah, there you go. Right. That that's the one that gets me. I mean, me and Chris talked about it when the 2K ratings came out, just sort of messing around. But now it's on the ESPN rankings that he is was 36. That's 20, almost 20 spots ahead of Jaron. Yeah. Dude, makes no sense. Scotty Barnes, 39th. I wrote down the names that really bugged me that were ahead of him. Barnes, Demonte Sabonis, not better than Jaron. <laughs> Evan, Demonte Sabonis really is it's laughable. He made the top 50 at this point. Cade Cunningham at 35th. Like, I get that these guys come in and you expect a bit of a jump in their play, but really, you're going to put them at 35th? Wiggins was 32nd, which after the playoffs, he had a great playoffs, so I understand it. But if you're asking me who I want out of all those guys versus Jaron, the only one there's really a conversation with is Mobley. And he hadn't shown me enough yet to say, yeah, I want Mobley. So, yeah. again, it's just a list. It's something that I just think is list. good to have a chip on their shoulders. But it gives us something to act like we're at least mad about and infuriate ourselves about and then get on that wagon. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pissed. Uh, so real <laughs> quick, um, uh, the other notes I had is they are, there are seven Celtics. Yes. Yeah, seven Celtics in the top hundred. Uh, and obviously you just had Jalen Brown come out. Jalen Brown was 22. Uh, you have Tatum, who's going to be a top 10 player. Uh, that was to have seven players in the top hundred is, is just crazy to me. Uh, they are deep and that's why they're ranked number one overall. Uh, the Cavs had six. Uh, and that was the two leading teams. All right, two teams that did not have any players between 26 to 100. Can you tell me who did not have any players, what two teams did not have any players between 26 to 100? I need some thinking music, some thinking music. Put on the Jeopardy music. I was going to say the Pacers, but Halliburton's a Pacer. The Pacers have three. The Kings have Fox mm-hmm. and Sabonis. I forget about Sabonis. Uh, who is irrelevant? One of them's going to shock you, and one of them's going to be like, oh, I get it. I get it. Spurs. Spurs have zero Spurs in the top. Them? They have zero in the top 100. There's no way they have anybody in the top 10. Yeah. All right. All right. That one so makes sense. One more team that won't make sense, and you'll be like, oh. So nobody in the top 20. No, he's not there. Mavs. 20, huh? The Mavs. Nope. The Mavs have two uh, in the top twenty, top twenty, uh, top eleven to a hundred. Eleven to a hundred. Yeah, they have two. Who do the Mavs they, have? Huh? Who do the Mavs have in there? Uh, Brunson's not a Mav anymore. The guy who they just got. Um, what's his name? Who's oh, the guy they just traded for? Dinwiddie. No, they have Dinwiddie and uh, Christian Wood. Sorry. Drew, yeah. Drew a big Christian Wood. Forgot so you have Christian Wood there. and Dinwiddie already, right? So uh, that's two. Uh, obviously, you have Luca going to be in the top ten. Oh, you, want me to, you want me to give it to you? And, and the reason is because they have two players in the top twenty-five. I think. Yeah, two players that just got unveiled today. Not the Nuggets. Two players. Hold on. Got it. Hold on. Give me fifteen more seconds to look through the league. Two Maybe players it's... that are eleven to twenty-five. Houston's got one. Orlando. Anybody? Utah. Anybody? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take up too much time. I, yeah, Golden State has someone. Go it's ahead. The Clippers. Oh, Paul George. Yeah. 
Paul George and Kawhi are both. There you go. Paul George yeah, and Kawhi are are both uh, in the top there. Um, so yeah, easy enough. And the reason is, I, I'm I'm going through my notes. I have a tally next to every team. I you know I'm putting the teams in there as I go and look through them, and I'm like, all right, why do I have 29 teams? Who else yeah. sucks? And so I was looking through there <laughs> trying to figure sucks? out who else sucks. <laughs> And I could not figure out exactly who it was. And so uh, finally come to find out it was the Clippers. And so uh, something else, um, the Lakers have two, right? They have Russell Westbrook and they just got AD in the top, you know, 11 to 100. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was. He was, AD right was 20th. Yeah. And so LeBron will be in the top 10. Uh, that was that was funny to me. Just looking at these top heavy teams, Um the Nets didn't have that because they had Seth Curry added in there with, you know, with Simmons. Uh, but it was, it was very funny to look at why teams are good and why teams are not good, you know, yeah. and the top heavy teams, they're not deep. Uh, they probably, the you know, the rest of the Lakers are 101 to 500. I don't know how, how terrible some of these players are on their Lakers team, but it's just fine. Are, are Reggie Jackson and Isaiah Hardenstein, no. are they both no. Cooper still? Okay. Um, Zubat, uh, somebody's on there. Did they just get Zubat? Clipper? Yeah, I believe so. so, He should be in the top 100. I know Chris will like that comment, but that dude should be top 100. I thought he left. Yeah, I don't know. I know know one of them. Either way, he's not in there, and he should be. That dude is a sneaky, impactful player. But I agree. Anyways, yeah, I would have never guessed the Clippers. I didn't even think about it. Yep, it was pretty funny. But uh, I I think that they are a team that is going to be good. But they have nobody else on that team that's in the top 100. So in L.A., they have a combined five total players <laughs> there. Uh, but in the top 100, I'm going to go through these names in no particular order. And these are the 10 names that you're going to see. Um, I'm going to let you kind of guess where you think Jai is. And then we'll end this and go to Jay Crowder. But, uh, but Giannis, LeBron, KD, Ja, Booker, Tatum, Embiid, Steph, Luka, and Jokic. Ten names, ten players, top ten players in the world. We'll just be crystal clear on that. Um, where do you think Jai is? I'm betting they put him at ten. Yeah, because how do you put it? You can't put him over Jokic or, or Luca, right? Can't put him over Steph or Embiid. Tatum just went to you know the finals, so how do you put him over Tatum? Booker obviously has a, a longer tenure in the league. He's much better. Um, and then Katie, LeBron, and Giannis. So I, I think there's no way you put him above 10, but I think he's going to be at 10. Um, and I think that you're going to see probably uh, Ja and then Booker, more than likely, I, w- I would say, uh, in that direction. I would say, yeah, I'll say if he's going to be above anyone in that list, I would have him at nine above Booker, personally. Mm-hmm. But they won't, they won't do that. I can understand arguments putting Booker above him, um, even if I disagree with them. But... Um, I bet they put him at 10. If they put him at nine, it's because Booker's at 10. Yeah. Who uh who do you think goes one? Giannis. You got probably got Giannis, LeBron, KD, Giannis. Jokic. You think Giannis is number one? Even though Jokic, your back-to-back MVP? Yeah, yeah, they'll do Giannis. He's he's a one, he's a media darling, and two, he is the best player in the NBA. He just oh, wow. no one can do what Giannis can do. It's it's freaky. It's like when Chris did his Jaron deep dive er- earlier in the summer. Uh, he compared him to Giannis. And I was sitting there and I made came on the podcast. And I was like, just to be clear, I don't think Jaron could ever be Giannis. <laughs> 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 but I do like the comparison. It's just that will never happen. 
Um, yeah. Giannis is a freak, man. And he's easy to root for. Great Twitter follow. A plus yeah. plus Twitter follow, by the way. So I agree. Yeah. Giannis will be number one. I'd, I'd be very shocked if he's not. Um, I don't know, man. There's so many good players there. I, I don't know. You couldn't put Jokic there. I think he's the best basketball player. Like, I think he does the most for his team. Um, but Giannis, yeah, Giannis is probably the guy who you put it there. But um, that that's tough because Steph just won a championship, right? Just won a championship. So he's got to be top five. And so you're, you're talking about, um, you know, Luke is probably going to be outside the top five, but he's the MVP favorite majority of, you know, the la- I know he was last year and then probably this year going into it. Um, you know, KD, LeBron, you know, it's crazy. The talent is crazy. Uh, the next guard is coming. Luca, Ja, Booker, uh, Tatum, they're coming. Like the old heads are kind of getting out of the way. The people that are my age that are still playing, um, it- it's crazy. They're-, they're dominating. All right, let's go to the next one. NBA trade rumor, just something just just came out, and it was uh, it kind of took me off guard, uh, caught me off guard, I guess. Uh, and it was Jay Crowder, and I know Jay Crowder has been a Grizzlies in the Grizzly in the past, um, and he was here right when the switch and everything was like changing. Right, it was a big changeover, and they needed some vets. Him and Solo were huge for this for this team, uh, the franchise in general. And I like Jay Crowder as a player, but Jay Crowder is now 32 years old. He's making roughly 10 million a year. Um, first question: Let's keep money out of it. Let's keep trade packages out of it. Do you like Jay Crowder, and do you like him for this team? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that, that's simple. Yeah, it's it's simple. I like him for the team. He's a guy who was very impactful on John Morant when he was a rookie, very impactful yeah. for the team getting to where it is today. And the the team loves him. Ja loves him. And we've talked about it all offseason. What this team doesn't have is established vets. You have yeah. Danny Green, um, who's got a championship pedigree that 100% will help, but he's not going to be on the floor. And it helps to have that guy on the floor. And yeah. I think bringing a vet in that is super familiar with Ja, Ja loves him. The rest of the team loves him, and he can speak to that mindset. And there's an established respect there from a guy who, despite the fact he tweets everything in all caps, he, <laughs> it keeps a level head and can keep sort of the ship at level through the high tides and the low tides is super impactful. And then, listen, what the the team has progressed to a point, you don't need Jay Crowder to do what you were asking him to do Jaws rookie year in 2019. He can just stand yeah. in the corner, shoot threes, and play hard defense, which is something this team could 100% use. So, um, yeah, I would love him on this team. Okay. Uh, well, he makes him in a year. Uh, I've said that, you know, a few seconds ago. But um, does it worry you at all that they're willing to come off of Jay Crowder and the Phoenix Suns, who are competing for a championship again, I, I would imagine? Like, what is he? what is he standing in the way of and what does he like hinder that they're willing to trade him? And the, the fact that if they're willing to trade him, how important is he for them? What do they see that maybe we don't? But also, like, what do we give up? Like, those are a lot of questions. So any thoughts at all on that? I don't know 
know why they would put him up. So, so I guess it's a question mark as to why they would start putting him up and have him available. But I mean, I'm right. looking back at his stats from last year. He shot forty or thirty nine point nine percent from the floor, so that's great. But thirty four point eight percent from three, it's not amazing, but it's what you would ask him to do. Um, what do you got? Steal and a half, half a block, five rebounds a game. Nine points. I, I don't know. It, it What it tells me is I think more so the Suns don't think what they have will get the job done. I think mm. that tells me the Suns think they are missing something and they need to free up room to make that happen because their championship window is closing rapidly. Chris Paul is not getting any younger. He's got a history of injuries. Devin Booker, while he's awesome, doesn't has never proven he can be – the guy on a team, right? So you kind of want him to have a Chris Paul type player. He could be the best guy, but he needs another guy that's neck and neck. So yeah. it just tells me that they need another piece and they don't, and they're trying to free up room to go make that piece happen more. So they want to get rid of Jay Crowder. Yeah. Well, what I look at as well is, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the money aspect of it uh, because that's really what I pay attention to the most is why, why would why would they get rid of him, right? What would they get back for him? Does that free up them to go get a free agent? Is that are they looking to free up money to go get somebody else? Because the Grizzlies have some cap space that they could actually bring back uh, more and give up less. But but a championship team that just that's weird that you would do that because I, I would think as a vet, boss man would say, hey, I'll take a step back, I'll come off the bench, you know, whatever you want to do, or I still start, but. <laughs> you know, I'm playing 22 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game instead of 29 or 30. So it just doesn't make sense to me because I don't know why you'd give up a vet because what do you get back for $10 million that somebody would be willing to give up that you would want and that they would want Jay Crowder over that player? Why? why I don't understand that. Well, I just think they need something different. I, I think that the caliber of player Jay Crowder is, is great and fine for them. I think they yeah. need that caliber of player in a different spot because you look at their wings, they got wings on wings on wings, right? right. I mean, they've got Bridges, Payne, who is a guard, but could basically be a wing because of how long he is. Uh, you've got, uh, what's his face, Cam Johnson, um, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. You've got a ton of vets already. Yeah. So, and the main thing that I think Jay Crowder brings is – defensive versatility more than anything he can sort of be a three and d type of player and they've got that in spades right they've got a ton of it so i think they just want something different i'm curious do you know how much money the grizz have how much cap space uh, the grizz have i'm sorry because i put I, the money but i've seen many a times yeah so i don't know do you know no, I have no idea. You said they had some extras money because okay. I was looking at that was the next thing I yeah, was so going to bring up is the contracts. Yeah, so I, I know. So he's on an expiring deal. And so I know they have at least five million. I'm not exactly sure what it is because the reason I know that's five million without looking into it is because any trade I do, I have to get to that. I got to get to that level, that five million difference. So right now I have a package of five million and, a, and for Jay Crowder at 10. If I go less than that, it doesn't work for in the NBA trade machine. Um, and so without giving up any key pieces, any of the rookies, 
John Conchar just got tra- just got signed to a new deal. Uh, there's nobody else that you'd want to trade, in all honesty, other than Danny Green, and that's obviously a given. You give up You're Danny Green. Danny Green back. Yeah, exactly. You take you take send Danny Green, and you get mm-hmm. Jay Crowder. If you want to do that, that's fine. One for one, that's fine. What else do you do? I have no clue. I have Santiago Dama, Xavier Tillman, and Killian Tilly because you got to have right at a little over five million to make that all work, and that actually works. But that's my well, question: Why would the Suns do something like that? Does it make sense? Well, they're not going to do Danny Green. That's not happening. Here's the other thing they could do: They could take back just a five million, have five million to go get somebody else that could be something. What if the Suns have decided that their championship window is so tight, they've got to start prepping for what comes after. And so they're looking for picks or they're looking for young players. Right now it's, it doesn't seem because we're in such a mindset of, okay, we're building towards a contender. We're like, okay, what piece help you win? What if the Suns have gotten to a place that are like, We've reached about all we can with this team. We're going to give it another chance to run it back, but it's time to start planning ahead. In which case, if you're the Grizzlies, why not send a young player? You just drafted four guys, essentially, and you got two of them that you brought in to try and fill in the same spot. What if one of them is already impressive enough? You say, hey, this is going to be the guy that fills that spot going ahead. We'd love to have LaBravia and Roddy both really pan out. But what if you say, hey, I'm just saying, if you want LaRavia and Roddy to both be pieces for this team, but what if you give up one of those guys for a win now move? Is that what Kleiman has done? It's not what this front office has done? What they did, what they said, we could use this vet to go win now more than we'd use these guys down the road. Now, I think that's a super long shot. Just so we're clear. Let me know when you're done. I, I might take notes on what we're doing right now. I can't wait. I don't want to forget my comeback. This is going to be my Ryan conspiracy theory possibility. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. Now, I'm just saying, why wouldn't you send one of these young guys? Now, LaRavia and Roddy, honestly, probably not. But don't don't fall back on your comment. No, 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 no. You you, you told me you're okay to give up on those guys. What if on those guys, I don't think that's what the Grizzlies would do, but would you give up Kennedy Chandler to go do it? Yeah. I would, I would. give up Kennedy Chandler. I'd give, him, uh, give it up for a bag of balls. Would you give Kennedy up John, John Conchar to go do it? You can't. You can't. Not Why can't you do Conchar? The, he just got signed to a new deal. Oh, I forgot he just got signed. And he just got signed by Nike. hey Yeah, no, we're not coming off of uh, Jitty. Jitty's better than uh, Jay Crowder. Bless. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that Jitty's better than Jay Crowder. I don't care. Say what you want. Uh, Jitty's better than Jay Crowder. Yeah. No, I can't see him giving up the Ravia and Roddy. That thought experience. Don't, don't fall no, back on that now. No, I'm you, thinking you through knew. it. The I'm, shark was circling. I'm thinking ready. through it to see. I mean. All right. Let's maybe. just be honest. Let's Maybe. talk real quick. I got I got two things. One you're gonna love, one you're gonna hate. This is the one you're gonna hate. Um, David Roddy. Never. David Roddy. Okay. So you're saying you would give up David Roddy and DeAnthony Melton 
for Jay Crowder. I just want I that to be never known. give up David Roddy. That's what you would do. Right. Jake LaRavia, who gets paid peanuts for the next five seasons because he's a first-round draft pick, you're going to give up potential that you've never seen for a 32-year-old guy who makes $10 million and wants a new contract for next year. Yeah. No, you're right. No. No, that's impossible. That's terrible. That's, I, I, that's why I backtracked. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew it was I'll coming. I'll own it. I, I, listen, shooting off the hip as I was going for it. But you're right. I wouldn't do that. Would you give and up you picks? Gotta, and you could do picks, but you got to make – you got to make the money work, right? So I'm getting to where it's just money. I want the money to work first. After that, if you want to throw in a second round pick, that's fine. All right. What well, I've heard, and this is on, and this is on the Chris Vernon show. I love Chris. He went off yesterday, oh, and I, I know he this. did not. I know he did not mean one for one, Jay Crowder, for Dylan Brooks. But he brought up the fact that you put Dylan Brooks in the package. One, I don't know who else they would be willing to come off of. That, that would not make sense. Cam Johnson, why would they trade him? The, I, I don't know why. Um, Mikael Bridges, you, you would have to obviously include other people. There's nobody else on their roster that I want outside the, their big three. Right? Nobody else. So not even Damian Lee. Uh, I think we have enough guards. Like, yeah. So I don't know how that works, but if they traded an expiring Dylan Brooks for an expiring Jay Crowder to bring back a vet, to bring back somebody who shoots at a higher percentage and shoots less, to give shots for a Zaire, a Bain, a Ja, these rookies that potentially you know have you know have a clip, would you be willing to do that, Brooks for Crowder, straight up? Maybe they included a second round pick, whatever. You'd have to be in the Grizzlies mindset. You have to get picks back because you're going to have to include, I mean, they're going to send Jay and then, I don't know, send me Bismack Biombo. see what happens. I think that makes the money work. Bismack Biombo, Josh Okoge, Damian Lee, guys that will never play, but shoot, send me Bismack. Why not? Um, wow. I, you, would, you would take that for... No, I'm saying include. I'm saying if you include them, that's what they would do for the deal. And I just like the idea of having Bismack Biombo in a Grizzlies uniform. We so have the for guys Why do we Bismack need Biombo? His name's Bismack Biombo. It's fun to say. No, no. You're, you're taking us completely off the beaten path. That's not where I was going with this. I so we saw the same thing yesterday because I actually yeah. so I put the money down. I never even thought about Laravia or Roddy until you said they had five million to work with in cap space. Yeah, but I had Dylan here on there after listening to. Vernon and Rosa talk about it. And I went and I started breaking down their stats from last year. So I did some comparisons. When you break it out, Dylan is a shooter and score by a significant amount, much better than Jay is at that. Uh, but he's Jay taking more much, shots. He's taking more shots, but he's doing it at better efficiency too. Right? It's not just points. I went and looked at their percentages. He has a higher three point and field goal percentage than Jay. He's like, really? Point, I think. One percent behind in free throw, something like that. Um, Jay is a better rebounder. Dylan actually is better, has higher assist numbers. It's probably because he has the ball in his hands a little bit more, but has higher assist numbers than Jay. The thing is, Jay takes less, five less shots per thirty-six, yeah. nine less shots per thirty-six in the playoffs. Mm. Nine, nine. And so it comes down to a couple of things. Also, the defensive ratings. 
Dylan Brooks is a 113. Jay's actually six points better at 107 in defensive mm. rating. So if you look at the defensive part, Jay's better, which makes better. He's got a better wingspan than Dylan by like three inches. So kind of makes sense. And he's built like a freaking brick house. But it's it, you have to be in the minds, you have to be in the front office conversations. Has Dylan accepted the role that we've talked about being the optimal role for him going forward? If he's accepted that, then no, don't do that trade. Makes no sense to do that trade. If he is still, if you're battling with him and his ego and his mentality, I think you do the trade. Because hmm. if because wow. Dylan's 26, so he's six years younger than Jay Crowder. Having him on a deal makes more sense long-term going into his prime. But if you're going to have him on a longer deal, because you're going to sign him to a longer deal if you're making this, if you're not going to just trade, that's the goal. He's not going to change yeah. his mindset going into his prime. It's not going to happen. So if that switch hasn't flipped, then bring somebody in who has that mindset. And that switch mm. has been flipped. He is the ultimate team player, the hustle guy, the three and D defender guy. But I've been saying all summer, I think they talked with Dylan. He must have accepted that role if he's still here. I think they would have looked for ways to move him if not. But um, yeah, that's what it comes down to. That, that if you have to be in the front office conversations to know, but that's if I was the front office where my head would land with those moves. All right. Last thing uh, I'm going to go out of here, uh, moving on to the next subject real quick, but um, there's 0.0 chance that Dylan Brooks has accepted the role. I think he got pissed off and he left. I think that's what happened when they, the end of the year meetings, that's what I, I don't think he's accepted a role. I call BS on that. He's not that type of a guy. He's not that type of a player. He's going to move on and he's going to pretty much, do what he can. Maybe he becomes good. Maybe he realizes like, Hey, I got, I have to figure out something to make more money. Like this is about money. This is about my, my pocket. So um, yeah. That's what not, do we mean by role? Guess what? Like, I don't mean six man role. I don't mean like total six man role. I mean the, Hey, I'm number four guy. He takes the second best, second most shots on the team. He, that, right. that can't happen. He yeah. can be third maybe fourth, but he is not that type of player that I, I don't, I don't, I don't, what else does he do? Like his defense, I, I think is just a lot of effort. I don't think he's actually doing so much. I think he's an, I think he's a good defender, but I think he's, it's a lot of show um, and, and a lot of what he does. I, I don't think it's actually um, stuff that he does to make team wins. He takes a lot of bad shots. So that that's what I mean. Um, he has to take a, a lot less shots. Yeah, he still has to be good at a high efficiency. I don't know if that's, that's the type of player he is. End. That's where we're on yeah. different ends. I think he could accept that. I think he wants to win enough that he could do that. We'll hmm. see. We'll see. I anticipate he's still on the team. I don't think this trade happens. I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense for the Suns to bring in Dylan Brooks. So um, I don't think this trade would happen either way. But I think Dylan can change his mindset enough. So if we trade Dylan Brooks for Jay Crowder straight up, that will be a bad trade. Just going to be honest. All right. Yeah. Let's get into uh, our, our title sponsor, uh, Zach Jaworski State Farm. Um, Zach and his team are awesome. Go check them out at 901-459-4227. Uh, you can find them on website at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. And that's Z-A-C-H. Zach insures Uh 
Uh, Zach and his team have been with me since, God, I, I wish, I don't even remember. It's been so long, but uh, I think I bought a house back in 2008 um, and now it's 2022. Uh, Zach has been my insurance agent since then. And weirdly enough, Zach was, uh, we worked together, uh, both coming up uh, in the, uh, I guess, the business world. And so I got to know him a little bit as a little bit of a peer. I became a manager. He was not. Uh, and so I was still kind of his boss. I was a higher up person than him. Uh, and so found out he was going over to, st- to take over a state farm uh, agency. And honestly, he's been one of the good guys that I've trust. I've known him for a long time. Um, incredible, incredible golfer, incredible golfer, but one of the best top five golfers I've ever played with in my life. Um, and I think he, I believe he used to play back on the Hooters tour back in the day. So if you like golf, uh, you can call him, uh, but let them know that the Grizzly or the Grizz 901 team sent you there. Uh, let them know Daniel, Nate sent you there. Uh, but yeah, go get, go get a quote from them. I promise you, if you talk to their team and you just tell them, what's going on. They can look through different things to try to find out what makes the most sense for you, how to, how to save you a little bit of money. Uh, but yeah, I trust those people over there. Trust them. Uh, trust Zach uh, as much as I possibly could, but Zach George, six, eight farm, 901-459-4227. Zach insures Memphis.com. All right. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time. Neat nugget. We got college football today let's go ahead nate what you got man we're gonna we're gonna go speed through these today i'm gonna be honest i don't like i don't like that intro we got to find a different one that was kind of weird i was trying to vibe to it and i was like i don't this feels like when i was hanging out with my uh my hazy friends in high school (laughs) at the top of their attic so not 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 a big fan of that uh but yeah we got some college football neat nuggets today so nfl it was hit and miss the bills I hit on the Super Bowl. I hit Ooh. on the Super Bowl favorites, right? The Bills should be Just Super Bowl out. favorites. Cash the out. Chiefs being great, minus Tyree Kill. I don't okay. know about that. Uh, that was probably hit or miss. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. Saquon didn't have a great day. Either way, I'm moving on to college football this week until we get some more NFL stuff that's more exciting. So this weekend in college football, is going to be the weekend that trends are broken. And so we've got three things, going to hit on them real fast. But the number one thing, which I can be okay with because Tom Herman's no longer involved, Texas is going to beat the Red Raiders on the road and actually start to be back for real for once. Wow. I think that Texas is going to go down. They're going to beat the Red Raiders, who are not a great team by any means, but good enough that – if Texas goes on the road and beats them, I think they get to probably a nine-ish win season, and they have a chance to really start to build something there. And Sarkeesian has his quarterback back next season, maybe this season. I'm not sure how his shoulder looks, but I think that's going to be the number one trend that's broken. Number two, Arkansas is going to go beat Texas A&M in College Station and route to their first double-digit win season in a decade. So Arkansas – when I was growing up, was sort of a, not a powerhouse, but they were always top of the SEC West, competing in the SEC West. But they have not won double-digit wins since 2011 when they were 11-2. and two. It's been single wow. digits for the past decade. I think Pittman has a real thing going there. He starts this weekend. If they can beat A&M on the road, 
all they have to do, they just need to not lose to two of these SEC West teams who are their real competition. The BYU game, sort of, I think they can put it on BYU and go get 10 wins this season. But the main one, the University of Tennessee will finally, finally beat Florida again. Do you know the last time Tennessee beat Florida is? Um. Yeah, I do actually. I'm a Florida. I'm actually a, a Gators fan, but um, well, that's I, for you. I don't remember the year, but yeah, we were like 14 or 15 or whatever it was in a row. So yeah. So I'm not a big Tennessee fan, but I think this is the year they finally go and beat them for the first time since 2016, and just the second time in the past 17 years. Yeah. The balls have lost to Florida every time except once in the last 17 seasons by an average of over two touchdowns a game. And I think this wow. is the year they finally beat them and are back on top. Will they make it last? I'm not going to give that. It's Tennessee. There's no telling what's going to happen. But at least they can finally beat Florida. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be neck and neck. I think Tennessee makes it super hard on themselves and squeezes it out. So I would take Florida points, but I would take Tennessee outright. It's a okay. ten and a half point spread. It's double digit spread. Take the Florida points, take Tennessee outright. But those are going to be the three trends that are broken, and college football starts to flip a little bit, at least for one week. Wow. All right, let's hit on yours. I'll go backwards. Uh, Gators fan, I think that uh, this is a matchup that doesn't make sense. Um, it, it, they literally always somehow figure out a way to uh, look terrible. Both teams. Like neither team will look good the whole entire game. Nobody plays a consistent game. Um, I have a uh, my three best bets in college football. I'll give them after that. Uh, the other game, Arkansas. I do like that. Um, I, I think that's a uh, smart. You can get them at. You can get Arkansas for gambling wise. Plus one and a half. They are plus one fifteen money line. So if you do like them, uh, you can take the points at plus one and a half. You can you know you can take a point for some reason they lose by. You know, I don't know, a point, and they're just, you know, that might save you. But if you believe in the team, you probably go money line and take the extra money, plus 115. Um, Texas, minus six and a half. Obviously, they're on the road at Texas Tech. Depending on their quarterbacks, I think that's a good bet. But I would not lay six and a half points after coming off a, a, a pretty big showing. I know they didn't win, but – Moral victory, I, I think that's what they got. Uh, I think they're the better team, Texas Tech. I just don't know if they're actually going to respond and play well on the road. We'll, we'll see. Um, but three three best bets. And then we have, obviously, some breaking news on Robert Sarver uh, that we'll get to right before we get out of here. Um, Duke and Kansas, two of the best first-quarter scoring teams in the nation. They both play. Take First quarter points, I believe it's at 14. So obviously two touchdowns, it's a push, but I believe there's going to be more than 14 points. But right now, I think the line is at 14. Take those. Um, they've, uh, I think they cashed on every game they played. Uh, Tennessee, Florida is another one. Tennessee has a great offense. There's always something going to happen, especially with both these teams who are not good at defense. Uh, I think you can have this at minus, uh, I think it's 13 and a half is the total in that game. Uh, I would not play a spread, but 13 and a half. I think there's 14 points or more scored in the first. And a sneaky one, Charlotte 
the first quarter over in the previous three games, they played three games so far, has all cashed. I've cashed every single first quarter. Charlotte is atrocious. 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 Sorry. Charlotte is terrible. So if you like that, go Charlotte, South Carolina. South Carolina is not great. They just pretty much put up seven points against Georgia. But when you play a Georgia team and then you go play a Charlotte team, you're going to go, oh, my God, our offense works again. And then you get to go ahead and cash a bet. So uh, that's cash every time. Let's go four and four with Charlotte. Uh, first quarter total points over those three games. Um, that's all we have on those, on Nate's Neat Nuggets. Uh, something we will show is Chris put this in the chat. Uh, Sarver is selling his teams, plural. So he Oof. is selling the Mercury and the Suns. That Any thoughts on that? That didn't take long. There must be For everybody more that was it. all pissed off at Adam Silver about that. That didn't take long at all, did it? Mm-hmm. Listen, I, under, I understand Sarver is it's it's bad for the league to have that dude in there. I also thought that ripping on Adam Silver left and right about this was not not fair to Silver either. That is yeah. it's a lot more complicated than firing your head of HR, right? It's <laughs> right. it's this is a guy with billions of dollars who owns a team and Silver's job is determined by the owners. So he really did have limited power in this and this was sort of writing on the wall that this was going to happen. So um yeah, anyways, yeah, I mean, good good for the leagues. Good for the leagues to have to have him out, right? Uh, maybe that's what Sarver was trying to put pressure on somebody to sell Jake Crowder to tank the team before this happened. <laughs> maybe that's where that came from. That was my first thought was, oh, he's just trying to screw the team. Booker will be on the block next. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Sort of writing yeah. was on the wall, in my opinion. Bad dude. Um I love to see the good guys win. That's 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 known in my life. Um, yep. He's not one of them. So I'm glad uh, that he is gone uh, or will be gone. Obviously, it's a touchy subject, a touchy issue. It's a complicated issue. Chris said in the chat, um, 100%. And I don't want to spend too much time in it because I, I don't think it needs it. I think this is understandable. And I think when you get into legal battles, legal issues, um, a lot of times when it goes to court and it goes into a legal battle of some sort, whether there's more information that has to be found out, guess what? Usually your books, emails, such as the case of uh, the Raiders coach, John Gruden, um, that whole thing happened because of they went and opened up emails. OK, so I don't know if anybody wants anything opened that they don't really think that should be open or they have that's private. Uh, And so I guarantee this is a point where you're like, hey, I'm just going to sell my team. At this point, people think I'm a bad dude. It is what it is. I still have my money. I'm just going to wash my hands. I don't want to have to fight this, spend more money, and try to eventually be completely blackballed in life. Uh, Enough's enough. I think he is a bad dude. And yes, it is complicated. I think he doesn't want it to get even more complicated. I don't think he wants um, all his personal stuff uh, opened up even more. Uh, and so I think that's probably why. Um, anything else for you, Nate? Nothing Nothing on that. I do have, just to close out the podcast, 10 days until the Grizzlies are on a basketball court again. 10 days, baby, till the first preseason game. Four weeks till real basketball starts. So Wow. 
it's coming. Good thing is my fantasy football team suck. So I have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, my, I'm 0-2. Uh, I drafted Dak, started him. Uh, I drafted a backup, Kirk Cousins, started him week two. Um, I now have got a free agent. I got Matt Stafford. He was available. Got him. Let's see what happens. Let's not go 0-3. Yeah. <laughs> I was up by 50 on uh, Monday night and got Stefan Diggs. So that wasn't uh, fun for me. Yeah, that's not good. Um, all right, that's all I have. Uh, we're going to be back here next week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know the schedule yet. Uh, but as the games come, I believe we open the season on a Wednesday. Um, so I would say that on the 19th, the morning of, let's do the, let's let's for sure do it that day. Uh, and so if you are a uh, listener, if you're here on the you know on the podcast, come check us out live. Um, it's the day of the game. I think it's going to be a lot of buzz around it. Uh, and so there's a lot of cool things to come, but also basketball is getting so much closer. Uh, and what do you know? We went over our time uh, more than I, I expected. Whatever. Listen, I got to hop on the road. I got actual real work to do. Uh, so I have to hop on the road and uh, head out of town because uh, we have some meetings uh, far away. And so I have to hurry up and get out of here so I can. Uh, Same. So go. Anyway. All right. That's all we have. Uh, just remember, always subscribe, rate, review. Uh, give us a chance. Uh, tell your friends. That's the biggest thing. Uh, but most importantly, be nice, be nice. and tell your friends. <laughs>